0: Welcome to Pin the Cue Productions. If you are interested in the culture of the fire service and keeping tradition alive, you have come to the right place. Now sit back and relax with your brothers and sisters and enjoy the show. Be sure to like and subscribe on all social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. For more information on Pin the Cue Productions, visit www. PinTheQ.com.
1: Hey everyone, welcome back to Pin the Queue podcast Very special episode today We're in Atlanta County at MISPA Fire Department You can tell by the blue apparatus, it's a little different I like it, it's unique But before we even get started on this episode which is an extremely important episode I noticed something on this helmet and I have I have to say it's the best thing I've seen all year I know the year's young, but that's that's pretty good helmet and it says and this is Natalie's helmet it says if I had balls they'd be bigger than yours if that doesn't speak to her personality uh, I don't know what does so I I like that very much I think that's unique and uh, again it kind of ties into everything I'm starting to see here very special episode we've never done this before Um, I can't tell you how much this means to me to be able to do this the fact that you even came on the show to talk about this is so important Um, the way we were treated by the members of the fire company here it it, it's clear to me that she had a she had a home here outside of your home but she also had a home here too so um before we uh get any further into into natalie why don't we start by introducing yourself
2: i'm stacy dempsey natalie's mom
1: okay
2: and i'm chris dempsey dad of course
1: okay great so we have mom and dad here with us which is great so Your daughter becomes a firefighter, right? Mm -hmm. That's an exciting thing. Did you ever expect that?
2: It didn't surprise us. I didn't know that was the route she was going to choose, but we come from a very large firefighter police family, military, Um, and Natalie's always had a goal of helping others and her ultimate goal career-wise was to be a canine police officer. Oh, great. So this was kind of her first steps in achieving that goal.
1: Right, and that's a lot of of people do that you know they start in the fire service or EMS and then they move into the law enforcement career so I'm I'm sure that uh, that was something she wanted to do
0: Yeah, she came to me one day and said dad I'm gonna go uh, uh, be a volunteer firefighter
1: what'd you think about that originally
0: Uh, my first thought was cool you know
1: (laughs) Now, did you did you know anything about this fire department before she joined no
0: I I didn't even know it was here honestly (laughs) okay Um, yeah, so it was a total surprise and, you know, uh, a proud moment, of course. You know, Sure. When your daughter comes to you and says, you know, I want to be a volunteer firefighter.
1: Now, you're dad, so you're already protective. And I and I, I can speak to you from experience because I have two daughters myself. Mm-hmm. So I, I picture my daughter coming to me, and this is about the age. She's 14, so this is about the age she would jo- join the junior program. And she comes to me and says, hey, dad, I want to be a firefighter. What's going through your mind? At that point, I mean, obviously you're you're nervous, right? You're worried.
0: Yeah, you 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 know, you worry all the time, <laughs> right? And and with that, you're you know, uh, you're building on top of that worry,
1: you know. But you supported it, and you were definitely oh, all for it.
0: Absolutely, that's awesome. You know, I knew she wanted to, you know, wanting to become a police officer, uh, it kind of fit right in with right. who she was, you right. know. Um, She uh, was doing some ride outs with uh, our cousin uh, uh, EMT. Okay. She was doing uh, some of those and she was just kind of figuring out where she wanted to be and and what she wanted to do. Um, And I think she had a a great route that she was taking. Uh, You know, like mom said, uh, her end game was to be a, a canine officer. So to have, you know, the, the firefighter and the EMT under her belt is, is just all
1: plus. Right. And these are all positive influences for her moving up mm-hmm. and she, that she has at the firehouse. So mom, give me your perspective. She comes to you, right? Your daughter goes, hey, ma, I want to be a firefighter. What's yeah. going through your head?
2: As a mom, I was scared. Right. I also knew her end goal of the canine officer, and I tried to convince her not to be an officer. Okay. I thought, well, let's go be a paid firefighter. It's at least there's not guns involved all the time right. um, but I knew it's what she wanted to do and I love that about her um, and she had a saying she would say to me all the time when I would worry about her it was mom we all have an end date we all it's already chosen when we're gonna go right if it's in a fire it's in a fire if it's as a police officer it's as a police officer and she truly believed that. She believed that you live your life until that time comes, right. whatever it may be. Um, of course, we didn't expect it to be you know, 21 years old, but right. um, I, did, I didn't worry about Natalie. I worried about circumstances, other people. I worried about being in a fire, um, but it's truly what she loved. And you know, we had lived in Texas for quite a while. And when she joined the fire company, it was her finally a family here for her. Uh, friends wise and I mean they're all fire families very tight oh yes and uh, she kind of found who she was through the fire company right um, and like he said she came to us and said this is what I want to do when she came to visit and check out the fire department the trucks were blue right and I can't tell you enough this blue is her favorite color every bedroom has been painted this color since she was Young.
1: Oh, so it was almost—it was meant to be.
2: It was meant to be, and right. when she came home and said, she like, "Mom," oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she said, "Mom, the trucks are blue, my blue." Um, so yeah, when once she saw that, that was it. There that was it. No, she was hooked. She was hooked. All it took was the blue fire trucks. Right. Said, this is what I'm doing. Uh, you know, we did. We worried about her all the time, but uh,
0: there was some comfort. Uh, she would, you know, tell me uh, some stories uh, about Chief. You know, uh, uh, looking out for her. like uh, you know guys mm-hmm. try, trying to <laughs> you know date her or whatever, and, and, and you know he, he was there to protect her. So that gave me some uh, solitude,
1: you know. Absolutely, cool. yeah.
2: He even showed up on one of her first dates. Wow. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, that's great. That says a lot. And so it's like having a uh, you know having a second dad around. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's great. And and that's you know. I say it all the time, and that's the beautiful part about what we have in the fire services. You know, we're a dysfunctional family. There's no question about that, but we're a family, mm-hmm. and uh, when when rubber meets the road, that's when we we really shine as as individuals and as as a brotherhood and sisterhood that we have. Um, so so Natalie goes at fire academy. Tell me what that was like for you
2: fun on her behalf right she messaged all the time and told us all the exciting things she was doing and I'll I'll never forget the craziest day she taught told me about was when they went into the burnout
1: oh yeah the burn room yes
2: yes her exact words were mom it was beautiful (laughs) and I said how is it possible it's beautiful she goes mom the colors and the way it looks and she's like you almost just want to reach out and touch it it's just so beautiful and I'm like it was just so cool to be in there, right? Um, and she absolutely loved Fire Academy, and she was the only girl. Awesome. Yeah, the rest yeah. were all men, and she was the only girl, the smallest of course, and she just loved it. She had a blast.
1: That's great. So she'd come back from the academy each night and tell you what it was, what was happening, and what she thought. And,
2: yep, and all the excitement of all of it. Right. Because she worked harder because of being not only a young female, but she was small. She was five foot two and right. you know hundred pounds soaking wet. So she pushed herself harder because of it.
1: Right. From what it sounds like, though, is that uh, she had no problem keeping up with everybody. She did not. I mean, it seems like she had a lot of drive, yeah, which is great. Yeah, which is great.
0: Which was good. You know, Natalie, uh, since the day she was born, was a a slow mover. She was like a turtle. Just the way she went through life, just la da da da, you know? And, you know, with this, she moved. I mean, it was like
1: like a spark. Yeah, right, right. Switch
0: went off and yep. she's in go mode, and, and it was really good to see her have that drive and, and passion about something, you know?
1: That's great. You know, before we were setting up, um, I was talking to the chief, and he was telling me, you know, the day before uh, the tragedy, he had a conversation with her, and it was just so bubbly and happy, and, you know, it, it was like the moon's aligned. And every, you know, just everyone was meshing well, and everyone they were on a job, they were on a fire call, and you know, you know how that is. it always builds morale within the the guys and the girls in the company. Um, so, what's interesting uh, for what we do is in a, in a flash, uh, everything changes, right? In a flash. So, um, bring me back to that morning when uh, when you when you had the news.
2: Well, um, even though my kids are older, I still pay. Santa Claus. Okay. So kids stay up later when they're teenagers and young adults. So I set my alarm for 5.30 a.m. so I could play Santa. I get everything out, set up. I go back to bed, and um, we heard Natalie run through the house. Well, at that moment, we didn't know that's what it was. We just heard boom, 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 boom.
0: Right. And so... Yeah, uh, I don't even know if we thought it was a fire call or
2: what. No, at first we didn't. I,
0: I remember those those steps very vaguely now you know it's like imprinted in my brain right
2: yeah they're very vivid in the brain and then uh so we both got up like what was that uh came out and looked around didn't see anything and so i looked for her car and saw our car's not here okay so we waited a little bit and i texted her hey are you on a fire call because she had she volunteered to she also worked at the Humane Society, she was a supervisor, and she volunteered to work that day so all the parents could be home with their kids. Um, she figured... That was nice. Yeah. She figured, hey, I don't have kids. Right. I'll, You know, I'll work for them. So, you know, didn't hear back from her and I was waiting and waiting and, you know, my husband says, hey, let's just go back to bed. You know, we'll see her when right. we get Cause up. Because it
1: wouldn't be uncommon for her to go to a fire call and be a few hours. No. Right?
2: It wouldn't be uncommon at all. Right. So. That's what we did. We went back to bed. And later that morning, uh, I woke up and I'm sitting outside and drinking my coffee, playing with her dogs. And that's when uh, all the police officers showed up. Um, And it's just weird, you know, you know, that's how it happens. We all hear about the knock on the door. Right.
1: The dreaded knock.
2: The dreaded knock. But honestly, when it happens, it's not even what you're thinking. So when they show up and they ask, you know, are you Stacy Dempsey? I'm thinking, oh yeah. Your mind doesn't even go there that something's right. wrong. I'm thinking, oh shoot, why are you here for me? Yeah. And you know, what we need one of my kids. Do? Yeah. Yeah, like <laughs> what? You know, what's going on? It's just right. weird. I I don't know how to explain it. It's it's surreal, I guess.
1: Surreal. Yeah. And
2: you know, they you know, we need you to put your dogs away. And okay, so I go wake him up and said, there's cops looking for me. He's like, for what? I'm like, I have no idea. Like, did I
1: sleepwalk? Yeah. Something I something I mean, sleepwalking? I'm in
2: pajamas and a bathrobe right. thinking, what in the world? And I remember them coming in and asking about Natalie. And, you know, I think your brain's a funny thing. It, it protects you because still at that moment, have no idea, like, what's going on. You really, it's it's all just kind of a blur. And I'm like, oh, she's at work. You know, she, she went on a fire call and went back to bed and she's at work. When's the last time you saw her? And they ask you all these questions and the brain's just going. And honestly, you know, I told him, I don't remember what was told to me. I don't remember what they even said to me. It's, it's, my brain has blocked that out. Um, my world ended on Christmas morning. And it's definitely a, something you don't want to hear.
1: So, um, <clears throat> excuse me sorry <clears throat> I uh, it, it's it's difficult to, to even listen to you I know I, I can't imagine your pain as a parent I, I can't imagine your pain um, but do, do you find comfort in the fact that this is what she loved and this is what she wanted to do and you know she was she was supposed to be on that truck that morning like do, do you find any solace in that
2: I do and in a weird way, Christmas was her favorite holiday. Uh, it was Christmas music and movies year-round. And in a weird way, it's her day forever.
1: That makes sense. It absolutely makes sense.
2: Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's her day forever. Right.
1: What about you, Dad? It was... Uh...
0: <laughs> You know, words can't even describe. Uh, I, I remember, like, you know, she said she woke me up. The police are here, um, and uh, they were asking questions about, you know, when was the last time we saw Natalie? Um, thinking, what did she do? You know, and uh, this and that. And I, I remember her saying that, no, no, and. You know, I'm thinking, okay, she she was in an accident and she's gone. not that she was gone. But. And then when they you know, clarified that she, she was passed. Uh, uh, I mean, I just, my world I was absolutely collapsed. You know, um, I sat there and they were talking and I just, I was in my own little, I don't know, I couldn't even tell you what they were saying. I remember I I got up and uh, I had to walk. So I was like pacing the house and I went in my bedroom and uh, I left hooked the wall and found the stud, of course. (laughs) Um, it, It was just unreal, unreal. And I... Still, to this day, I'm not fully processed that she's gone and not coming back. Right. I'm still waiting for her to come back like I'm going to see her again.
1: How important is it to you um, to have the support from the fire department here, um, your extended family? As you told me earlier off camera when we spoke, um, walk me through that. Because not everybody who watches this show is, is a firefighter. Mm-hmm. Um, not everyone that watches this show is um, is involved in emergency services. We have some some viewers that I've learned I'm surprised, but I, we have some viewers that just are so interested in what we do that they're tuning in. So um, explain that to someone.
2: It's amazing the support, not even of just Misbah and this family, but firefighters nationwide. Uh, Natalie's services had over a thousand firefighters there over 5,000 people attended and you just feel the love. Like you said, a brotherhood, a sisterhood, right? It, it really is. It's a, it's amazing. Um, and we need it to continue forever because it's such a huge part of who she was and the things that she wanted to do in life. Um, and we do stuff together and this summer we have plans to do more stuff together as a a big family um but it's very important to us she wouldn't want it any other way
1: right and it's interesting when you told me about just the color of the truck and how much that color meant to her before she even got here it was almost like she was meant to be here
2: yeah it was all aligned you know yeah
1: especially because you were from texas yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) right so you
0: know uh, uh I think it was last week. Uh, I was, you know, in a room and just, you know, kind of going through some things and, and I found a book. And it, it's like a diary and it looked brand new. And you know, I take pride in knowing my kids. And you know, she didn't seem like a diary writer girl to me. And so I was like, mm-hmm. and uh, but I opened it up. And it started, uh, she did it on her birthday, her first entry. And it was every year, once a year she would write that. So I was like, oh, that makes more sense, you know? Right, right. <laughs> and uh, so it was the first year that we moved to Texas and she absolutely hated it. She wanted to go back to Jersey and, Throughout the years, it was always talking about going back to Jersey. Um, and even as she got into high school, it's uh, you know, she she had found a group uh, of friends, and, and you know, she said that she you know was doing better, but she still missed Jersey. She still wanted to go back. So after she graduated, um, you know, that's when she.
2: Said, Dad, I said,
0: to. I want to go back to Jersey, you know? And I wasn't gonna be without her. So that's when, you know, us as a family decided it's time to go back. So it was like, you know, even though we came back and opened up a restaurant and we had to shut it down and it just seemed like worst year ever for us, but for her, I, I kind of almost feel like it was her destiny, you know, her path, uh, the way that things fell into place, you know. And
2: it, it, she loved her life. She wrote every yeah. year about how I, much she I loved literally
1: her life. was just going to say that. Um, you took the words out of my mouth. And and when, after hearing you say that, it kind of brought me back to what you said earlier when you said when she said to you mom when it's my time it's my time and I I, you know I can't help but to feel some solace in that myself that this is what she wanted to do Um, she was meant to be here just by the color of the trucks I mean right I mean that that in itself says a lot to me which some people may listen to this and say what but to me it strikes true and I see by this collage of pictures that she had so much love so much family you know You can't make up memories like that and fake it. You can tell by the way they look in the photographs. You can tell by the the, the way people hold her and talk to her in these photographs that she was loved by many people. And now, um, she will always be part of the firefighter family forever and ever. And that's why it was important for me to come here and let you know that uh, on behalf of Pin the Cube Podcast and our viewers and every firefighter that we have out there that uh, we will never let her be forgotten ever i again i can't thank you enough for coming on the show it means so much to me personally not only as a firefighter but also as a as a, as a father and I, I couldn't imagine what you're going through the good thing is you do have a support staff and people that care very much
0: yeah and we're uh continuing on you know the memory not just with that uh with the the canines if you want to tell them a little
2: bit about that. Yeah, uh, Foundation K9 Heroes, or Heroes for K9s. Okay. Um, we're raising funds. Um, we've already had a donation from one couple friends of ours in Texas. Uh, and what happens is their kits that have a bulletproof vest for the canines. Oh, great. An Arcan kit, because we lose a K9s daily. Yes, that, uh, yes. the, yeah,
1: fentanyl, yes. Yep, yep.
2: Um, and um, first aid kits for the handlers to have with them. Um, oh, that's come, fantastic. Yeah, so coming up in June, we have our first annual uh, baseball tournament. We're gonna raise money for not only the firehouse being a volunteer firehouse, right. uh, for the K-9 Heroes and for the Humane Society. Oh, that's great. So we're gonna continue this annual. So she's game. still giving? She's still giving,
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, and uh, our cousin uh, uh, put up a, a bill for us, um, you know, because, uh, you know, behind the scenes, you know, When there's a death in the family, it's quite costly, you know, and as a daughter, you know, losing a child is mentally...
2: We all grieve differently and you will get a lot of advice. People mean well, they do, right? you know, from their heart. But if they've never experienced it, especially with losing a child, if they've never experienced it, they, they don't know the right things to say. Although they mean well, it you know, people will tell you uh, she's in a better place. And I understand it. I understand where they're coming from. Right.
1: But they mean well. They
2: mean right. well. As a mom, you know, my, was, my better uh, place... She, she
0: should be here.
1: Right. Yeah. The best place for her to be it would
0: be home. Be here. Right. And right. to be
2: doing what she loves and to continue that career path she was on. Um, but that it gets easier to handle. Every day, it's a, it is a roller coaster. You're going to have good days and bad days. Uh, some days, really bad days. Sure. Um, but there's people here that need you, so you need to put one foot in front of the other. It's you know People say one day at a time. It's not. It's second by second. Uh, but take your time and do what you need to do uh, to take care of yourself.
1: That's great. And where is Natalie now?
2: Natalie's in heaven. She is. She is. She
1: absolutely is. She's and absolutely in heaven. The reason I say that is because... It's so important for people to understand that she's still here. She's still with us, and she's still watching over. And every time uh, anyone gets in these rigs, anyone gets in these rigs, she's back there with them.
2: Okay.
1: She's she's on their shoulders, making sure they're doing the right
2: thing, setting the path right, so they're going the right way. She's watching over everybody, your brothers, us, the fire company.
1: Yep, absolutely. Well, again, um, I can't thank you enough for coming on. Like I said, this was a special episode for us to to honor Natalie, not not for any other reason, but to, to honor her and to make sure that she's never forgotten, and to make sure that people watch this, they understand that we all know we all know bad things happen, right? It's just unfortunately it's part of what we do. But in this case, she was responding to the firehouse, and she didn't make it here, so uh, it makes it so much harder, you know. Yeah. To process that, which I understand, Um, I want to mention that um, we partnered with uh, an organization called Next Rome. And uh, I I, I can't say enough about this guy, Blake. Uh, He's a firefighter in Georgia and he started this organization. It's a nonprofit. And and what they do is um, they're a support group firefighter suicides, um, PTSD, mental illness within the fire service, and then also uh, support for those left behind. Okay. I have this for you this is their information at Neshrung. Um, i also have some other goodies for you for them from them uh as well and uh and because you were on our show you have to you can't leave her empty-handed okay. now but behind the camera chris applegate he's back there making sure that the battery doesn't look dead good job chris
2: thank you chris
1: so uh here is our official patch. The only people who get these are alumni. So now you're part of the alum. You're part right. of the Pin the Q family. All right. So you each have one of those there. Thank you. And of Thank course, you. everyone loves decals, right?
2: Yes. Yeah.
1: You have to have decals. <laughs> if, you know. So hopefully you'll Thank enjoy you. those decals. There. You now you're part. Of, you're part of my family too. So not on top of the fire company family. I want you to know that you're personally part of my family and Pin the Q and Chris Applegate over there, of course. I'm gonna let you off. I know you got your your peaches probably freezing cold now. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, um, very special episode here at Pen The Q podcast, and um, th- this will be uh, by far uh, my most important episode for obvious reasons. And uh, this one hits home. And you know, on the way here, uh, Chris and I were, were speaking uh, in the car, and we pulled up here, and he says, "You know," he says, uh, "Bro, this this one this one hit, hits home. You know, this is a tough one, and it's true." And uh, and I, I did my best to keep it together, but it's a very difficult episode. And, and again, she had. If she did have balls, they'd be bigger than anyone else here, yeah, according, according to her helmet, right? <laughs> All right, here we are, Pin the Q podcast special episode here at this wonderful firehouse in Atlanta County with these baby blue fire engines, All right? Maybe some people might judge, but I'm not. I like it. It's kind of cool. It's different.